Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave. And I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and Layperson Lay Lisa, Lisa show. So we're coming to you today from the pier in my backyard. We'll call it the worldwide headquarters of Deacon Dave and Layperson Lisa. It's a beautiful day, 80 degrees. And so we thought we would come outside and, and do our show for you. Tonight's show is about dark night of the soul. And it's really relevant uh, given the Palm Sunday readings we just had where Jesus is saying, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And in fact, Pope Francis spoke directly to that in his homily this past Sunday as well, talking about, and let me just go ahead and read it for you. It says, abandonment. In today's gospel, Jesus says one thing from the cross, one thing alone. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And these are powerful words. Jesus had suffered the abandonment of his own who had fled. But the Father remained for him. But now in the abyss of solitude, for the first time, he calls him by the generic name God. In a loud voice, he's asking the most excruciating question, why? Why did you two abandon me? And these words come from Psalm 22, and they tell us that Jesus also brought the experience of extreme desolation to his own prayer. But the fact remains that he himself experienced that desolation. He experienced the utmost abandonment, which the gospel reading from Sunday testifies. So Lisa, have you ever had any experiences a dark night of your senses or your soul? Oh, sure. Um, a few years ago, I kind of felt like a desolation for an ex uh, expanded period of time. And I would pray to God to help bring me out of this. and nothing would happen and you know I, I kind of felt abandoned in a sense that he wasn't answering my prayers so I kind of hit a low point and you know it, God works through this to bring us to him so if I hadn't hit that low point I wouldn't have sought him to the degree that I did and I now it like retrospectively I can see him working through this period to to line everything up so that I would actually say yes to going on Curcio and growing closer to him. A lot of times, I think as we start to get into these difficult periods of our life or these areas where there's a dark night, we tend to turn to the world yes. to try to uh, maybe satisfy that difficulty uh, through worldly things. And we continue to draw deeper into that dark night as we find that the things of the world do not satisfy this hunger that we really should have for God. And it's in that moment of desolation and maybe even the feeling of abandonment that you too had, Lisa, uh, that you said yes to God to going on a retreat weekend that has really kind of renewed and restored your life for the last five years moving forward. Oh, yeah. So who are some of the saints that you know of that maybe have experienced uh, a dark night of the soul. So St. Francis of Assisi, he actually was uh, went through what you were talking about. He was seeking pleasure from worldly things and nothing fulfilled him any longer. So that's when he had a dark night of the soul and took his uh, vow of poverty. It's very interesting. I'm reading a book right now with about St. Clair. Mm -hmm. And of course, St. Clair and St. Francis were very close together. Yes. And you're right, St. Francis came from a very noble, well-to-do family. Yes. And so for him to turn away from all of that and to live a life of poverty and serving others, talk about 
how that dark night totally turned his life his life around. In fact, it was uh, it was amazing when Claire and Francis first met. Claire asked him um, what she should do because yeah, she was, I read about that. Yeah, yeah, she was having this strong call to to the religious life because she was also very wealthy. Yes, she was, and and she really abandoned her wealth to live a life of poverty as well. And what Francis told her is it's just like the precious oil that Mary used on the feet of Jesus, uh, that we too, that she, Claire, was a precious oil that was meant to be poured out in service to Jesus and that it would not be wasted serving it on him. And of course, she did that through serving the poorest of the poor and, and those who were living difficult lives. Wow. So who else is there that you know of that's a saint that's had this? Well, I just started reading a book on Padre Pio, and I was shocked that he had a dark night of the soul because I always thought of him as such a, as such a holy man because he had all these gifts of the Holy Spirit. He could uh, levitate and be in two places at once. I forget what, translocation or something like that? Yes. Um, and Bilocate. Bilocate, yes. And do all this kind of cool stuff, and he could read people's souls but he was always concerned about his soul and that's amazing isn't it that uh, no no matter how close we think we're getting to god we can always draw closer so even mm -hmm. someone like padre pio as you suggested who is just an incredibly soulful brilliant man who was close to god still understood and felt the need to draw closer to him. Right. I don't think we'll ever know what it's like to be close to God until that day we see him face to face. I would imagine that everything that we do in this life will fall well, well short of that. Mm -hmm. But what about uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta? Oh yeah, she was uh, ins very inspired by the Holy Spirit to start her own missions of charity organization, I guess not organization, um, missions of charity. Right. So she was on a train writing a letter to her bishop asking for to be released from, I think she was at a school. And ever since she got that message from Jesus to start the missions of charity, she just felt a period of, of uh, a like desolation from God, which so, is shocking. Yeah, and I think it lasted for like 50 yes, years. Yes, 50 years. And, and I, if I remember correctly, she had asked that she would incur the same sufferings and feelings that Jesus had on ah, the cross. Ah, Padre Pio did that too. And be careful what well, you, you ask for, for that's because, right. because you might get, <laughs> yeah, get exactly. it. So, so here you have Mother Teresa who has served so many of the most poor and most vulnerable and sick in society and you would think that her relationship with, with God would be just the most amazing right. thing. Yet she felt this desolation uh, in her life for 50 years. And what she said, Lisa, was that she found Jesus in the people that she served. Right. So although her faith was struggling and her hope was struggling, her charity remained strong mm -hmm. and so she found Jesus in the people that she was serving and isn't that really the case if we look at Matthew chapter 25 where did you see me hungry and feed me right where did you see me sick and take care of me where did you see me imprisoned and visit me where did you see me naked and clothe me and that's all right out of Matthew 25 and so her entire life while 
she didn't feel that prayerful connection with God. She was connected with God through his people. Yeah, through her actions. So are there any other saints? What about St. Therese of Lisieux? She had the same thing as well. She went through a dark night, I believe. Yes, I think towards the end of her life. I don't know the whole story, though. It's incredible because you have all of these saints who we look up to, these wonderful, holy uh, people that are in heaven, yet we can look at them as great examples of what it means to be human, to enter into the struggles of life, to know that they had doubts, that they struggled with their faith, it gives me courage right. and hope to right. know that if I continue to uh, live out the life that God is calling me, um, that I will grow in holiness as well. What do you think, Lisa? Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I think that they're great examples that, you know, we're all human and we all have these doubts and fears. And it just uh, inspires me to try to live um, a life so I could be a saint in heaven. I think the ultimate um, inspiration uh, that we will get as we enter into the passion of our Lord here in a couple of days uh, is to know that, that we are special to Him, mm -hmm. uh, that we are precious, so much so that He died on the cross for us, and that in the fullness of His humanity, He experienced what it, what it was to be abandoned, mm -hmm. uh, that feeling of desolation, uh, and so Jesus understands as we go through our own struggles and our own difficulties in life what that feels like. And even if we feel abandoned, he is there with us. And, and during this difficult time of the virus, Lisa, I was thinking about this earlier today. Uh, throughout the difficulty, Jesus is there laying with that person who is sick oh, yeah. that has COVID-19. Yes. Jesus is with the person who is standing outside the window who can't touch them, that's praying for them. Yeah, my neighbor, her dad just, uh, he's actively dying and she's just so you know, upset that she can't be there. But that's, yeah, that's a good point uh, that you know, Jesus is with him. Yeah, so if you're going through a difficulty or a family member that is um, um, going through the dying process right now, they are not alone. Right. Jesus is with them. And you are with them because Christ is with you as well. And we are all members of his body. And so we are connected. Well, I think, believe it or not, that's another wrap on a podcast, Lisa. I'm Deacon Dave. And I'm Layperson Lisa. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.